Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hey, hey, good morning. That's right. In the house with Ken and Jared, your home improvement questions are answered. Hi, my name is Jared Mellick, and sitting next to me is Brandon Moulton. How you doing, man? Man, I am doing so good. And I got to say, we were so close to having Ken join us today. <laughs> so, so close. He was actually going to come this morning, but had a uh, had an emergency call he had to go to uh, for a homeowner's house. He had to take care of some... Uh, some it wasn't really emergency, but it was, right. a, it was a, a rush appointment rush that he appointment. had to do at the, at the last minute. Yeah, so, so I don't want to make it sound like, like the homeowner had an emergency, but no. You had to go to an appointment uh, and and help out a homeowner. But there is a rumor that uh, that that Ken is going to join us more often. I don't know if that's true, but uh, well, it's a rumor. My name has been changed to Ken, so <laughs> he has joined. <laughs> Welcome to the show in the house with Ken and Jared, and uh, your home improvement questions. If you want to give us a call here, the number three four zero one zero four five three four zero one zero four five. We own a business, Universal Roof and Contracting. Throughout the week, we help people with their uh, roofing, siding, and window needs, and then every weekend come in and answer your home improvement questions, uh, whether it's a leaky faucet, uh, siding question, uh, electrical question, plumbing, really anything having to do with home improvement. Uh, I'm a licensed residential contractor, licensed building contractor, uh, licensed roofing contractor, and licensed general contractor. So I have four state licenses and um, uh, have done a home improvement show uh, throughout Florida uh, for about 16, 17 years now and uh, really enjoy doing it. I like talking, but really I like listening even slightly more. So if, if you want to call with your home improvement questions, it's not us that's the fun part of the show. It is you, our great listener. So the show's definitely better when you are involved. 3401045. Also, if you're a little bit shy, don't like the sound of your voice on the radio, uh, you can give us uh, an email question. You can just go questions at universalroofjacks.com. Again, questions at universalroofjacks.com. All right, some uh, stuff on our talk agenda today. Uh, we uh, do have some projects that uh, that we are working on that um, that we want to chat about. Um, also, some uh, industry awards uh, that we were up for uh, that uh, that I'll chat about a little bit later on. And then, of course, your questions and your comments three four oh one oh four five with those home improvement questions. You know, I just I, I love. Um, uh, I love springtime. I really do. Like this is, uh, this is really my favorite part of the year. There's something about spring that just makes me want to do home improvement projects. I don't, I don't know why. It's just the, you know, the 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 change of seasons. Now we don't get as much of the actual change of seasons. It's not like we go from snow until all of a sudden, you know, birds. Uh, 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 flying everywhere and flowers growing up uh, you know it's not like we have the change of seasons like they have in other parts of the the country but we there's something about springtime that just makes me want to to 
uh, actually get some stuff off my honeydew list and start doing projects. And so if you have been given a honeydew list and have a question about one of those projects, you can give us a call, 340-1045. Again, 340-1045 with those home improvement questions. All right, let's go straight to the phones. Let's talk to Brian in uh, Ponte Vedra Beach. How are you doing today, Brian? Very well, and yourself? Doing great, thanks. How can we help you today? Well, sorry Ken isn't available. He's missing an action somewhere. <laughs> he is, that's true. But Brandon's good, too. He is. Brandon's fantastic, actually. I'm a great support system. I love I love being here to support uh, all the callers and Jared answering the questions. <laughs> I have a question. Um, I, I want to change the color of my house. It's uh, basically it's a, like a taupe, kind of tan color. Mm-hmm. And I want to use, uh, I'm not going to mention the manufacturer, but it's a... Yeah. Uh, if you can imagine, Delmar Blue. Um, but my window frames are uh, anodized bronze. Mm-hmm. Can I paint over them, or do I need to replace the windows? Uh, you can. So does the win- do the windows have actual grids in them, or do they? is it just the uh, – is the only part that has the metal just the frame? Yeah, it's the frame, but there are there are um, uh, splines in the windows that yeah. um, they're uh, they're white actually, which would be perfect. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, um, but the frames are are uh, anodized bronze, and I don't know if you can paint over that. Well, I mean, for anything can be painted. The question is whether or not the paint will stick, and whether or whether or not it will peel off. So, um, if it is if it is aluminum, I would have the same advice. Whether you're painting aluminum window frames or whether you're painting aluminum fascia or whether you're painting some other type of of aluminum, which is that it's the prep is the key to it. So, if you go to the home improvement store and let them and let them know, or the paint store, let them know what it is that you're painting. Then, then they can give you advice on specifically which line of products that they have that is specifically designed to go over the top of aluminum. I'm going to give you a few items that, that you should look at and things that you should do. The right. biggest the biggest problem that I see with painting over the top of the aluminum is that it's it's very small areas. And so doing a clean job, meaning painting the aluminum without getting it on the actual glass or without getting it on the where the window connects to the rest of the home that's the difficult part of it so taping that off properly and getting a nice clean job is uh is difficult it it takes a lot of time uh to do um uh when it comes to painting the actual aluminum preparation and using the right type of um, uh, of primer is key. Now, what some I've seen some people do is they will take a uh, spray paint that is specifically designed um, to go over the top of metal. They'll use, uh, like for example, Rust-Oleum makes one. Uh, there's another paint spray paint manufacturer that makes one, uh, where they have a primer that's designed to go to specifically for metal, and then they have a spray paint that is designed to go specifically over metal, and they will use that. Um, 
that typically will get a, a a nice, clean, smooth look. You don't have any brush strokes that you see in it. Um, but if you're doing a lot of windows, let's say you have 25 windows, that can be, you know, time consuming and difficult. Um, and then I've seen people's um, uh, hand paint them. Uh, the important thing is to um, uh, is to not use a latex paint. Uh, you actually want to use uh, an oil-based primer, and then you want to um, use um, uh, a good quality acrylic paint when taping, uh, when going over the top of metal. So, if you do decide to paint it, those are that's my suggestion with that. Uh, and before you paint it, I would recommend getting a quote on new windows, so you see what you're saving by painting them. Um, how many windows do you have? 26. That's a lot. Yeah. So uh, what I was thinking about doing was um, go ahead and masking everything off and then um, taking your suggestion with using the uh, the primer. Um, can I use Elastomeric on that? No. No, okay. I would re I would not recommend elastomeric, and the reason is is that elastomeric is a is a um, it's it's more of a waterproofing paint, and so what happens is is that um, when you have something behind it that um, that can have moisture or it's it's hard to get a good adherence between the two, so I find that the elastomeric is actually going to peel very easily off of uh, off of metal. So I would use an acrylic paint uh, specifically over the top of the aluminum. Do you guys provide that service uh, for painting and changing the color of the windows? No, no we don't. Oh, okay. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Yeah, I mean we 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 do in that we replace we provide the service of replacing windows, but yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but you know, it, it, with that amount of windows, that's a you know it's a, it's a lot of money. So, um, if the windows are in good shape, then there's no you know there's no reason necessarily other than color uh, to yeah. um, to replace them. But. Yeah, they're all they're all functional. Um, I'm not going to do the jams, um, the window jams. I'm going to leave leave the slides. Uh, where the where the glass you know goes up and down, right. um, leave those alone. Yeah. But the outside appearance, I want it to be white. Yeah. Yeah. So those are the those are really you know it's either paint them or replace them. I mean those are the only options. So uh, okay. unfortunately, so. All right. Well, thank you very much for your advice today. No problem. Thanks, Brian. We really appreciate your call. Have a good weekend. You too. Bye bye. All right. If you want to take his line, it's three four zero one zero four five three four zero one zero four five. Now, if the windows are in in bad shape, let's say that you need to replace the windows anyways, then there's no way that I would go through the expense and the and the time of actually painting them. Uh, with most people, what I'm going to recommend is that you know you just chances are you might need replacement windows anyways, right? So if you're, you have a, a single pane, uh, uh, not very efficient window, then painting them wouldn't make sense because you're going to spend a lot of money, time, resources in actually painting them. And the truth is you may need new windows anyways. And so uh, when replacing the windows, you just want to make sure that you're choosing a color that makes sense for your home. And um, 
uh, so we do find most people use white, but there are some other colors that you can use as well. And if you want a quote on replacing the windows, uh, you can give us a call at our office, uh, which is 647-3907. Uh, again, 647-3907. And um, uh, name of the company, Universal Roof and Contracting. All right, so let's go to the phones. Let's talk to uh, William in Melrose. William, how you doing today, man? Uh, doing fine, thank you. Um, I have a standing seam gal- uh, galvanum roof, and... Uh, it's about seven or eight years old, and um, over time it has gotten um, darker. You know, it, was, it had a lot of reflects, reflective value uh, when it was new, and I could really tell the difference upstairs um, in the uh, in the heat upstairs. And uh, now with time, you know, with pollen settling on it and dew and so forth, it's just kind of darkened a bit. And I'm wondering if that has any effect on its um, on its uh, you know the heat um, transfer into the house, and um, and what I can do to to clean it, and I can walk on part of it, but not all of it. Sure. Yeah, I mean, there's no doubt that darker colors obviously are going to attract uh, more heat than than um, than lighter colors. I can tell you that it's a the the color matters more on an asphalt shingle than it does on metal in regards to whether or not it affects it um uh so i'm i'm less concerned about the the change in color for the debris uh than i am the long-term effects of just having debris on the metal um uh what happens with metal is that the more that is on it the the uh the faster it will actually deteriorate because when there's debris and and things on it the moisture sits on there longer and then it will it's more likely to rust and and so it does affect the long-term useful life i don't think necessarily because of the color though so um so i do think it's a good idea to to keep it clean so there's you know like leaf debris you want to clean off extremely often you don't want leaves and things to to sit up there but if it's just mold or mildew or 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 something like that then uh, you want to keep that clean as well many people will pressure wash i'm not opposed to pressure washing on metal roofs uh, like I am asphalt shingle roofs. Asphalt shingle roofs, you're going to force the granules off. Uh, with metal, it doesn't have those granules. Most metal uh, panels do not have those granules, so I'm not as concerned with that. Uh, you do want to use a, um, a if you're going to use a chemical cleaning system, uh, I always recommend that you check with a manufacturer of that metal. Uh, that manufacturer is going to have different requirements depending on the finish that is on top of the metal. Um, Wet and forget is a is a common roof cleaning product. Uh, another thing that I find with metal is you can use a TSP, which is a trisodium phosphate. Uh, you just mix a half a cup of the trisodium phosphate in a gallon of water, uh, and then you can just spray that on. Um, uh, the metal roof. Uh, you can rinse it off, or you can just let it sit until it rains. So those are going to be. Did you say a half a cup per gallon? Yes, half a cup per gallon. Gotcha. Okay. Yep. So TSP is a is is not a bad. It's important to not use a uh, a chlorinated material on the metal. Uh, it will um, uh, it will damage it. So you don't want to use uh, either pool grade chlorine or bleach uh, or anything like that. 
Uh, also, at the home improvement stores, you can buy uh, fungicides and mildicides. Um, uh, those are not a bad uh, thing to put on there as well. But before you put any sort of chemical on the metal, I want you to check with the manufacturer of that individual metal uh, just to make sure that uh, you follow their recommendations because you don't want to void the warranty from that manufacturer. Okay. Uh, okay, good. Um, may I ask you another question about replacement windows? Yep, you can, but hold on one second. We have to take a quick break, and we come back, uh, I'll answer that question. Plus, uh, um, uh, Joe has a question about remodeling his garage, and Catherine uh, has a question about some odds and ends and a maintenance, uh, uh, some maintenance issues. So line open for you. You can give us a call, 340-1045. You're listening to In the House on News. <laughs> it's on WOKV. <laughs> You're back. Hey, hey, welcome back. In the house with Ken and Jared, your home improvement questions are answered. Give us a call, 340-1045. Again, 340-1045. Before the break, we were talking to William, and uh, he had he's trying to take all the time to the show. He wants uh, <laughs> he has all kinds of questions today. Thanks for calling us today. Okay, Go ahead, William. Sure. Okay. Um, I'm thinking of replacement windows for some uh, windows that, that are just... Um, uh, you know, they're not insulated glass, and I was wondering about um, insulated glass in terms of um, the um, the gas that's between the pan the panes, and which mm-hmm. what would be best, and is there a difference in say argon and something else or what? Sure, uh, and you can also the good thing about windows is that you can close the windows and and stop that noise that's uh, happening on in the background. <laughs> no, 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 just kidding. It happens to be inside the house for my daughter. <laughs> <laughs> well, that doesn't help then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess you could put you could uh, put windows uh, separating one uh, one section of the house from the other to cut down on that noise. But actually, that's a wonderful idea. noise. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> that's a wonderful noise. I have that same noise in my house uh, as well. So. Um, uh, okay, so yeah, the um, uh, good replacement windows is uh, is important, and and I uh, the installation cost between a mediocre window and a really good window uh, is is nothing. It costs the same amount to install a bad window as it does to install a good window, and so when it comes to the labor cost, so. The, really, the difference is then the quality of the actual window itself. Now, you're going to find that um, you definitely want to use a double insulated. Uh, and then uh, the most common uh, gas that you're talking about is argon. That's going to be the most common. There are some other um, uh, uh Gas as well that uh, that uh, uh, that some manufacturers will use, but I always recommend that you get a couple different options when it comes to quality of the window itself. That way, you can just compare the two. You look at the efficiency rating. Uh, the good thing about our Florida codes is that. Um, we have strict requirements on the labeling of the window itself. So some parts of the country, and even historically, uh, you didn't know if you were actually getting as efficient a window or a, as high as a wind-rated window as what we are today. Each window specifically has to be labeled to talk about how efficient it is 
and how wind resistant it is. And so that makes it easier here in Florida for you to compare different manufacturers and different installers in re- in regards to the efficiency of the window. So um, uh, I actually wrote an article uh, about window replacement and what to look for. Uh, if you email us questions at universalroofjacks.com, I can actually email you a, in, um, uh, that article, and it, and it goes through in much greater detail kind of what to look for. But it's questions at universalroofjacks.com. Okay, very good. Thank you. I'll do that. All right. Thanks, William. Appreciate your call. All right, number to dial 340-1045, Let's see who is next on my list here. Let's go to Catherine. Catherine, you're in the house. How can we help you? Uh, Yes, I had a bunch of uh, different types of um, repairs around the house and uh, things, you know, raising uh, from um, replacing uh, a couple of pieces of wood Around my back door, um, on the uh, side of my house, I have a dormer. Uh, it's just a one-story house, but uh, mm-hmm. at the peak, uh, there's like that screen with uh, strips of wood across, mm-hmm. and uh, the wood is has broken, and this the screen is torn. Right. And um, so I, you know, need somebody to fix that. Just um, really a bunch of little things. Uh, right. that um, maybe um, a little bit of tile. Sure. You're looking for a recommendation of somebody? Yes, yeah, please. it's Yeah, Mr. Handyman does a really good job with, with kind of small projects like that. Uh, we have to take a quick break. When we come back, I'll go into that a little bit longer. But uh, thank you, Catherine, for your call. You're listening to In the House on News 104.5 WOKV. Hey, hey, welcome back. That's right, In the House with Jared and Brandon is here, as we are every Saturday morning. We appreciate you joining us today. If you want more information on our business, we own uh, Universal Roofing Contracting. Uh, we're roofing and building contractors, help people with roofing, siding, and windows. Uh, and uh, if you want to quote on any material, you can give us a call at our office, uh, 647-3907. Having some good specials, all kinds of good stuff happening, right? Yeah, we're having uh, some really good specials, actually. We're having basically 10% off of any type of home improvement, uh, windows, roofing, siding, uh, project that you're that you want to get done so uh 10% off is is a great deal um you know and don't don't wait till the summer many times what happens yeah. is is people wait until uh hurricane season or wait till it rains a lot and then all of a sudden they're like oh i need to replace my siding or i need to replace my windows and yeah absolutely and and our guys as well when when they come out there uh, again it's a free it's a free trip it doesn't cost any money for us to come out there and we'll actually evaluate your home and uh and help prep for any potential storms that will come up so if if your house isn't uh, up to a standard that it needs to be we'll help you get there uh to bring it to the point to where you can actually you know handle the storms as, as well uh and those for you that don't know me I'm, I'm brandon i'm general i'm the general manager of uh, universal roofing contracting here I, I like to pretend like i own the business uh, <laughs> but i don't not yet at least i'm, yeah. gonna, I'm gonna try here very soon because uh, jared's getting pretty old <laughs> 
For those of you who don't know, I'm, I'm 41, so. <laughs> and those of you who don't know, Jared is actually my uncle, so I'm kind of allowed to say stuff that's like true, that to my that boss. Is. Yeah, that's true. Uh, but before the break, we were talking to, to Catherine, and she had some, uh, you know, ins and odds throughout the house that, um, you know, that she wanted to get worked on. Uh, any type of any type of things like that, you know, I don't mind coming out there and helping, you know, homeowners out with that type of stuff, kind of giving you the right idea. But, uh, again, we stick to, to pretty much window siding and roofing. So we're, we're talking about starting a handyman division and, yep. and um, uh, because it is it's so difficult for you if you you know, if you don't have somebody to mm-hmm. to find somebody that you trust that can do work around the house. And so I just wanted to say to Catherine, the first step is, is I would ask my friends and neighbors if they have somebody that they use. What I find with with handyman t- typically is they're going to typically work in geographic areas mm-hmm. and. Uh, and so if your friends or your neighbors have somebody that they recommend, maybe you can use those. There's also a section to our website. If you go to universalroofjacks.com, there are tips on what you should do when, uh, when hiring a contractor. If you just search how to hire a contractor, uh, there's a, a, a blog there that we did, um, that talks about how to hire one and what to look for. So, um, uh, so good luck with that. And, and again, Mr. Handyman, I think, does a pretty good mm-hmm. job. They don't sponsor the show or anything, but I know some people have used them, and, and they've done a pretty good job for them. Yeah. So. All right, let's go back to the phones. Let's talk to Joe in East Arlington. How you doing today, Joe? Hey, good morning. Uh, I'm looking at extending my current garage by 12 feet, and on the end of the garage there's uh, two existing windows. And the contractor was telling me that those windows uh, cannot be reused uh, because they would not meet code requirements. Is that uh, valid? Yeah, if you are, it, it is. Um, there is a okay. specific code requirement that talks about the wind resistance of windows, and uh, they have to meet certain requirements um, uh, in in order to be used. Now, you can... Sometimes you can get a specific variance if it is along the same wall. So, for example, let's say it's the wall that you're not moving. Then you can reuse the windows there. But if it's a new construction wall, let's say that it's a it's the it new is. wall that's being installed. Yeah, in that in that wall, uh, odds are you are not going to be able to reuse those same windows. Okay. Yeah. Second question now, some, is... I'm- yeah, my second question is: I'm building a shed, and uh, it's about a ten by ten. And my question is on the cross members at, uh, on the top at the top to uh, support the roof. Uh, since I'm using four by four posts and studs, would I use four by fours to uh, support that roof? You're talking about across horizontally. Yes. No, no. I mean, first of all, when you're building a shed, it, first of all, that's considered a structural change. So you have to have a set of plans. Those plans have to be stamped by a structural engineer. So you're going to have to find out engineering-wise what the building department is going to require. But most of the time, let's say that you have 4 by 4 posts, you're going to usually use a, a, a 2 by 8 across there to be able to support, depending on what the span is. Sometimes it's a 2 by 8 sometimes it's a 2 by 10 sometimes it's a 2 by 12 Sometimes you have to use 2 two two-by-tens uh, uh, anchored together. Um, so it's whatever the, the requirements the 
uh, engineer is going to require to be able to hold the weight and meet the wind uplift requirements. But typically, no, it's not going to be a four by it's it's not going to be a four inch. So it's a four by four for sure. It's going to be because if we, we look at the strength, it's that four inch piece that's going to give it the, the strength. So it's got to be at least six, eight or 12. It's definitely not going to be four inch. So it'd be like a two by six and not a four by four. That is correct. A two by six or a two by eight or two by 12. Uh, and it may even be two of them depending on uh, what the engineer requires. Well, I, probably, I don't believe I'm going to use an engineer. All it is is a shed, ten by ten shed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I understand. <laughs> so, uh, but right. I am telling you that if, yeah, what I'm saying is, is that if we look at what the codes say, now, now, yeah. you, Joe, if you decide to just build something in your backyard and and not pull a permit. I'm not suggesting that. Understand that I'm on the radio, so I've got to give you real advice. Yeah. I understand that, that people build things in their backyard all the time. Uh, that's real world. I get it. But what I'm saying is is that if you ask the building department whether or not a building permit is required for that, they are going to say yes. And okay. so, in, and then in order to build that shed, it has to meet the building code. It's the same as if you're building a new house. It's going to, you have to have a set of plans, and those plans have to be stamped by a structural engineer. So if, it, like, let's say that you tried to do something without a permit and then got caught, they would make you tear that down if it didn't meet the engineered requirements. So uh, just so you know. All right. Well, I appreciate yeah. that, that advice and that information. <laughs> all right, brother. Good, good luck good with that weekend, project. But, bye-bye. Yeah, thanks. You too. Bye-bye. All right. That's real world. I mean, yeah. really, it, you know, it happens all the time. I know people who have built sheds themselves, and they've had to tear them down because the building department saw it and uh, didn't meet the, the requirements and uh, all of that work that they put in, uh, you know. Yeah, I actually just had a, a buddy of mine that recently just bought a home, and there was what was an existing outside back porch they actually, uh, it was already closed in, and it was an addition, basically an addition to the house, which yeah. made the house uh, feel a lot more spacious and a lot more um, grand. And uh, after they bought the house, they realized that no permits were pulled on the on the remodel of that. Mm -hmm. And so when they got it inspected, they actually had to tear down yep. that area, and you know it would have cost them you know a lot more to rebuild it. So they actually just uh, kept it to the exposed outside. Right. And they actually lost uh, areas of their home. So uh, that is a serious thing. If, if you are building something on your own, um, you know, I always advise getting a permit. Just do it right the first time. Well, and the other thing is, is it's not that big of a deal. I know that when I said the plans have to be stamped by a structural engineer, that's really not that big of a deal. A couple hundred bucks. I mean, you can draw it yourself. And for a couple hundred bucks, a lot of times engineers will stamp it. And most of the time, you want to build things right, anyways, right? Mm -hmm. And so, um, uh, so, uh, and you can pull the permit yourself. You don't have to hire a contractor. As a as an owner, you're allowed to do things around your house. You can do anything around your house that a, that a, that a contractor can do. It's just that you have to follow the same rules. So, um, so my advice would be to permit it. I and and I have found that the the building departments are actually really helpful. 
on owner builder uh, stuff. They'll tell you everything that you need to know. You just got to be nice to them and and uh, and ask for their advice. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I usually find that they're pretty you know that they're pretty easy to deal with. So I would pull a permit on that because I have seen where people build this beautiful shed and then they go to sell the house five years later and then they have to tear it down because it doesn't meet the requirements. Yeah. So it's much better to meet them up front. All right, let's uh, go to Rick in East Arlington. Rick, you're in the house. Go ahead. Uh, thank you, gentlemen. Uh, yeah, we have a, uh, a horse stable with an attached garage, uh, probably about 40 squares. It was property that went into foreclosure. The roof had been leaking and patched and leaking and patched. So you look underneath, about a good 30% of the sheathing is rotted out. You know, probably once you get the asphalt shingles off, it's probably going to be 50% of the sheathing. So the stables is going to be need to be replaced. Um, my son wants to go back with a metal roof. Should we just tear all the sheathing off and not use sheathing and maybe use insulated board? It's got full sun exposure, so I worry about, you know, I don't want it too hot. And we he spends a lot of time in the garage uh, working on cars, so we kind of want something that's cool. Uh, the the sure. garage has no, no ceiling in the garage. It's just, you know, open open to the roof. Sure. Yeah, I mean, I like um, uh, I like having sheathing on for a few different reasons. One is that it, the sheathing actually ties all the trusses together, and so it makes it more solid and it makes it structurally more sound, uh, as opposed to just putting the metal panels. And then with the metal panels, if you don't have solid sheathing, then you have to use what's called a structural panel, and the structural panel is way more expensive than you know just a regular roof panel. So what I would do in that scenario is I would either just replace the rotted areas of sheathing and then still have sheathing there, or I would replace all of the sheathing with new sheathing, depending on the thickness of what is of the sheathing that is there uh, or the um, condition, uh, the type of sheathing. If it's OSB, for example, then I would probably tear all of it off and go with a good quality plywood. Um, and then... Um, uh, and then in regards to the heat issue, um, I like to use, especially if it's, you know, it's open air, you're working in there, you want it to be cooler, uh, I would uh, use either a um, uh, an insulation uh, to go down first so that that way wow. you actually can uh, restrict the heat transfer, or they do make some radiant barriers materials like some foil yeah. and some uh, radiant barrier decking uh, that's going to restrict heat from transferring to that area. So I would definitely do something like that. Yeah, I've kind of noticed, uh, you know, under under the sheathing, the, like aluminum cloth, you know, foils and stuff seem to deteriorate over the years, especially, you know, with our humidity and everything. So, yeah, if, if there's a product that would go between, you're talking about going between the metal roofing and the sheathing, so it's on top of the sheathing too? Yes, exactly. Yeah. So what it does is you use, instead of going direct to the sheathing, you actually use battens, and you're creating an insulation area and a dead space area. And so the the best way to restrict heat transfer from one area to the other is a combination of insulation and dead airspace. Because what happens is, is the insulation restricts the heat flow, and then there's yeah. a dead airspace for that heat to actually travel and then escape out. And so um, so that is the best method the the 
the worst is the first scenario that you described where there's no sheathing, it's just the structural roof panels, then there's nothing that's going to stop the heat. And understand that the yeah. metal is hot. I mean, if yeah, metal in the sun, yeah. you touch it, it's going to burn your hands. Like, it's crazy hot. So yeah. um, so it's the dead air space and the insulation that's going to help with that. Okay, I'll let you guys take a look at it. Uh, well, thank you very much. Thanks, brother. Really appreciate your call. And let us uh, let us know if you if you want a quote on that. Uh, we do. Um, we are general contractors. We do, uh, and as well as roofing contractors, we do metal roofs, and uh, we can give you a few different options on that. Um, and again, our number uh, at our office six four seven thirty nine zero seven. Again, six four seven thirty nine zero seven. Always give free estimates, and we can give you some some different options. Uh, the best way to make a decision like that is with all the information. Uh, people a lot of times call and say, hey, should I do this or should I do this or should I do this? Well, get a price for each one and then see the advantages and disadvantages to each one and then make a decision. Um, uh, I'm a uh, – uh, I'm a – numbers guy i'm a i'm a logic guy and so what i always try to do with any decision like that is is get an option for each one and say okay it's it's five thousand this way it's seven thousand this way and it's eight thousand this way and then you look at the payoff and you look at what the space is going to be used for and if you're going to if it's going to be an area that you work you want it to be as cool as possible and um uh and so uh an insulation in that area is a is a natural thing. You can also do a spray foam insulation on the underside of those panels since it is an open air garage. So that would be an option as well. So, all right, uh, we need to take a quick break. When we come back, uh, there's a line open for you three four zero one zero four five to call with your home improvement questions. You're listening to In the House on News one zero four five WOKV. Hey hey, welcome back. Final segment this week's In the House with Ken and Jared. If you would like to call us right now, your home improvement questions, 340-1045. Again, 340-1045. Also, you can email us a question, questions at universalroofjacks.com. If you didn't get through today and uh, have a a question, always uh, give us a call at the office, uh, 647-3907. Or if you want uh, an estimate on any of the work that we do, uh, we do uh, roofing, siding, and windows. And... um, so uh, we'd be honored to be part of your next project. Always give free estimates. Uh, and we're having some specials on metal roofing right now. Uh, we have just seen a huge change uh, in the marketplace where uh, more and more people are, are uh, installing metal roofs. And uh, we've partnered with a great manufacturer. We do a, a lot of metal roofing. And, and um the uh you know the cost continues to uh to come down yeah. uh in metal actually we uh we used to see a bigger difference between the cost of asphalt shingles and metal mm-hmm. uh, than what we see today don't get me wrong it's still more expensive but um uh actually nowhere near what it uh, what it used to be and there are some great application methods and if you look at the long term of it um uh metal obviously is more initially but Long-term cost, it's actually less uh, because you don't have to replace it as often. Yep, absolutely. And one great thing um, I want to touch on with the, with a metal, and uh, this is actually from a caller we just had before break, because uh, he was asking about a metal roofing system, about the heat. Uh, one thing I want to I want to talk about with the metal is uh, I want to use an analogy here with, and I'm going to use a car for example. Uh, when you have your car sitting out in the sun. 
uh, and you try to touch your car, it's hot, right? right? And you don't want to touch it, and that's the metal. But as soon as you put your car underneath a tree in the shade hmm. an hour later, that thing is cooled off. Right. Well, same thing with your metal roof. I mean, metal roofs, they get hot. Of course, they're exposed to the sun. But as soon as the sun goes down, or as the sun goes away, that thing cools off very, very quick. And so what that means is is your uh, your attic space is actually going to be cooler uh, for longer periods of time than it would as opposed to other roofing systems, which means uh, that your electrical bill or your AC won't be pumping as hard. Right. Um, so, you know, metal roofing systems in, in general are just are just a great thing. For sure. And if you want to quote on one, any type of roofing material, our office number is 647-3907. All right, let's go to Bruce in Mandarin. Bruce, you're in the house. How can we help you? Uh, yes, gentlemen. I'm, I'm looking to have a kind of a small-scale interior project done but it is opening a portal from the dining room to the main living room uh, through a weight-bearing wall. Right. What kind of professional would I need to do that kind of work? Yeah, so according to the building department, you need somebody who is licensed to perform that work. There are three licenses in the state of Florida that would allow that person to do that. Uh, the first is a certified residential contractor. This is a general contractor that is specifically designed for houses. There's a certified building contractor, which is a general contractor who can do uh, houses and commercial buildings up to three stories. And then there's a certified general contractor, which uh, they can do general construction on any type of structure in the state of Florida. So uh, if you hire somebody, they have to hold one of those three licenses. As an owner, you are allowed to do it yourself. Um, you just have to follow the same rules that a general contractor would uh, would follow. And the important with that the thing with that is you want to use somebody who knows what they're doing, who knows that you have to. It's okay to put a hole in it. Uh, you just have to put a header right. across, which is going to bear the weight of that area, and then disperse it to either side of that opening. So. Correct. Hi, Bruce. Sorry I got a, a cut off so quick, but we've, we've come to the end of the show. Uh, good luck with that project, and, and let us know if there's any other way that we can help you. Thank you, everyone, for listening today. We do appreciate it. Uh, we uh, I, I love coming in on, on Saturdays and doing this. It's just a blast. Yeah, man, this is this is one of my favorite times of the week. My first favorite time of the week is to see the to see all the callers. My yeah, second time true. is to talk to all the callers. So uh, if you have any type of roofing, siding, or window project you are looking to get, please give us a call at our office, 647-3907. We get free estimates, and we have a 10% off this month, so we'll be glad to help you out. Thank you so much for listening. God bless. See you. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.